Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., and screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. Louisiana broadcasters are looking for the best of the best. Announcing the 2022 LAB Broadcast Scholarship Program, two $2,000 scholarships are available to Louisiana broadcasting students. For complete details, please call 1-800-364-7260 or go to broadcasters.org. Deadline for entry is January 28, 2022. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Scholarship Program, good for you, good for us, great for Louisiana. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Pump fake. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Good! Bucket! Bucket! Good! Rumble, young man! Ball game! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join Daniel Salerson and me as the Pelicans take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Monday at 6 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hour number three, you are the guest. No guests. We love to talk to you and get your opinions and thoughts, obviously, on Sean Payton stepping down. The future, what do you think? Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more than what the camera Wednesday hump day is. It's what it is. We can uh, maybe still have a little sense of normalcy by having Caleb the Camel Jordan and also, you know, hearing head coach John talking. It's so weird. It is what it is. Coming up, as we said this hour, we'll go back to hear what he had to say. Words of wisdom. There he is. Shock Gina Digital Underground. Here's the phone line. 800-998-1003. At ESPN Radio Nolo is the way to join us over on social media there as well. I did see somebody tweet Jordan. Brian Flores or Joe Brady has his wish list. Two candidates there. I'm just going to say this and be nice. I'd rather Jordan Kleber coached than Joe Brady. How about that? What? I don't think... I, I just do. I no, no. no. <laughs> he did take he Sean Payton's playbook, but I mean, it's, it's, um, I don't. I don't see that happening. Anyway, eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. Uh, as we can talk about what he had to say, he has some advice for the next head coach. He kind of hinted and said, you know, Dennis Allen would be a great candidate. Um, you know, for whoever that is as well. So Jordan. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-998-1003. I see Lee is in. We'll start with him, and then we'll kind of mix in some sound that he had to say here as well and some sound from other players uh, as well. And and we're lining up some special guests for tomorrow. We had Scott Shanley on. If you missed that, Jordan's going to grab that, put that maybe separately for us to listen to it. I thought it was a good um, interview in, in him telling stories of what it was like when he first got here as well, you know, and being traded and finding out the reason he didn't play in that preseason game against the Saints in Shreveport was for a very good reason. 
because they had traded for him and worked out that deal before the game that Sean Payton told them later on. So that was kind of cool to, to hear that from him. All right, Lee, thanks for giving us a call here today, sir. What you got for us, bud? Hey, Gus. Man, look, when we talked, you told last week, you told me, Lee, if this happens, I will give you three hours to just rant and rave on the show. And I'm like, I don't need three hours, Gus. But I'm, I'm telling you, I was. I did. Part of me wasn't surprised. Part of me wasn't surprised. But at the same time, when I heard the report about what Diana Rossini said, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, wow, some place could have really had a better relationship with the local media because we, sh- we should have been privy to those nuggets. Guys like you should have been privy to those nuggets. That's for us, like, what, uh, what happened when uh, AD left. You know, when AD left, they were like, oh, well, there was in the talks in the works for that, apparently. Talks in the works with the Cowboys uh, to for uh, Sean Payton to go there, and they would give up a draft, you know, a couple of draft picks, high draft picks. But but that went, you know, and I was like, well, if that was a nugget, we should have heard that. Hello. Yeah, I'm listening, man. I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, yeah. But if you know, you guys should have been privy to that information. They should have. Diana Rossini broke it after the fact he announced his retirement. She broke it. But I'm saying, you guys should have known this way before anybody else in the national media. So part, that part of me, is, I'm, a little, I'm a little perturbed about, okay? But I've said all that to say this. I, I believe that going forward, that his leg, I'm not going to say his legacy is changing. I'm not going to say that. But I'm gonna say his legacy is tied to Drew Brees because I felt like when he re- he retired after Drew a year after Drew left, is counted to me admitting that um, he can't do what I do. You know, like okay, well he he oh, don't have the patience right. to groom another quarterback to get him to that level. And I just I don't know, man. I understand. Look, I love Sean Payton at that. Okay, but it just Right now, I guess it's, it's like early in the breakup, you know, because I'm just I'm a little bitter because I feel like he left a lot undone. Like, in other words, he, he didn't finish the job. I feel like he didn't finish the job. And I'm thinking that, okay, let me see what you could do. He almost made the playoffs with, his, with, with 58 starters. You only have 33. On, you got 11 on special teams, 11 on defense, 11 on offense. My man had 58 different starters last year, and we went 9-8. and eight. So we know he's a great coach, and nobody's arguing that right. at all. But if, if you had a desire to leave us and go somewhere else and coach, and and at the time we probably could have got two number ones, I think Jerry Jones was pretty desperate. And if that's where you want to go, you want to go and not have the control you had here, okay, God bless you. I mean, I don't know if that's the case. Maybe – that wasn't the case. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know what to believe right now. I just know this. I'm glad he did it when he did because now it gives us plenty of time to find the next man. And I think two guys on this team, well, maybe three guys on this team right now, uh, is more than capable of taking over and being successful. And I'm going to name them. I'm going to name all three of them for you. Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, and Curtis Johnson. I think either one of those three guys would be a great choice for the head coach. Because you think Carmichael and Curtis did. Johnson in DA, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't care which one of them is, is, is leading the charge. As long as we keep them together, I think we'll be fine. Because they, I think if Curtis Johnson get promoted, if it's not him to get the head coaching job, maybe he can get promoted to an offensive coordinator or passing game coordinator or some, you know, some. all those guys should bump up regardless to who takes over as head coach. And I'm telling you, with with those guys in place, all we have to do now is go out and get our quarterback, find our quarterback. And and I I trust any one of those guys to be able to do it. That's just where I'm at with it. I don't think we should blow it up. No way we blow it up. I'm with you, Lee. I don't don't see them blowing it up. If anything, I think that along the lines of what even Scott Shanley said and and, and others um, today that – it would just make sense to try to find people that they worked out with. Again, you know, there was a report that they had reached out to Aaron Glenn for an interview. Now, is that for head coaching? And then also while he's in the building saying, hey, look, if, if Dennis Allen becomes the 
head coach. He'd like you to be the defensive coordinator, right? Um, um, yeah, it just it, it'll be interesting to sort of see who gets elevated and who comes into the building and, and where they sort of go. But I I just get the sense and feeling, even though as you're saying, it's the right amount of time for them to go look at somewhere that they would probably prefer someone to have some sort of relationship with right now, this very second with this group of players. And because I still believe like Mickey Loomis said at the beginning of the training camp, and I kind of laughed it off. He said that, no, he, he still thinks that they're close, that they can still compete for a championship. And when you take into account all of the people that, um, you know, you have a chance to sort of be with that, you know, you stay with it. Jordan, um, where, where do you think this this do you think they they tend to go and stay with with coaches that they kind of know right now? Do you think they go with a fresh new look approach? No, I think I mean I know Gail kind of said something afterwards. I think they they stick in house or they might go after a guy that used to be, you know, in Sean Payton's staff that knows exactly how it things should be operated. Um, when it was under Sean Payton. So I think it just, it sticks to someone that's been with Sean Payton the past couple of years and knows how the system works. I don't think you're going to see that big of a, of a change. Obviously you're going to, Sean Payton's going to not be there anymore. And, you know, his offensive mindset's not going to be there anymore. But I think for the most part, a lot of people uh, or the, the team itself is going to be in an okay situation mm-hmm. if they stay in house. Yeah, I kind of feel that way um, as well. One of the other things that he touched on, too, was that a lot of national people think that all the different deficiencies that the team has, right? Um, salary cap issues. Who's your quarterback? What do you do with some of the personnel that you sort of had? He, he touched on it yesterday and said this. So we had won four divisions in a row and competed our tail off Tampa Bay this year won the division and congratulations and yet we battled against them Atlanta and Carolina they're working to get things going and so I like the roster yeah there's some challenges but man we played good defense this year man our kicking game Riz and Phil were outstanding consistently in in the top five and you know you see a lot of exciting football but you also see a lot of bad football and it's hard for the fan to see it and there's a there's a there's a young group of offensive players, but it wasn't about that. Um, it wasn't about that. It, it was a personal decision of feeling like you know. So it's sometimes hard to, but not with any regret. There's some excitement, like all right, what next? I, I, and I honestly don't know what's next. Hmm. So I, I don't know if I buy that 100%. Do you really think that he doesn't know what's next? I, I don't think you make this decision, this move, and just be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't know. But then again, I, I didn't think we'd be talking about this today. Do you buy Sean Payton saying, I don't know what's next? I think he has a good idea. You know, maybe he doesn't know, like, what he's taking starting Tuesday. Do you think he doesn't know what's next totally? Yeah. But yeah, I, I think he knows what's 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 going on. Next. He basically told it to you. He said he wants to try the broadcaster. Mm-hmm. So I don't think someone quits something completely unless you're – I mean, he is a millionaire. But at the same time, I don't think he's the type of guy that can just, you know, at this point of his life, just kind of let everything go and ride off into the sunset of retirement and not think about anything. I think he – He's still got a lot more left in the tank, and he, he has to be doing some busy work. And he told us yesterday that it's, Aaron it's television. So, ask himself, hey, like right? Brian in uh, Mile High says, Sean Payton tells you everything that you need to know. Um, you just got to open up your ears and listen to him. So he told us he wants to try out the broadcast booth. Already talked to Drew Brees about it. Right. I think that's going to be his next gig, and tries it out for a year or two, and he – finds that he wants to go back to coaching, I I think he he finds another job with another team. So I I mentioned a little bit ago about the the report out there, (laughs) Ian Rappaport saying it as well, that the Saints expect to interview and have requested to interview Aaron Glenn, and and they're also going to interview Dennis Allen. That really gives an idea of, again, where this 
organization sort of thinking. And Jordan, you remember at training camp, really the last full training camp we could go to when Aaron first got here. And the secondary really turned, if you remember. Um, we talked about that. And remember, I, I came on the air and said, that guy speaks, acts, is a walking head coach. Remember I told you that? Like after the first couple of practices and the first time he addressed the media, and I think it was in training camp, one of his first press conferences, I remember looking and being like, that's a head coach. Like you just well, I, you felt it. That's was a coach. It? And, and I'm telling you, it, it seems like a logical thing to go with Dennis Allen, but the fact that they want to interview him and talk to him, we're not the only people that think that he's a possible head coach. And I remember during that training camp, you took a video. I think it was Mike Thomas and Lattimore going up against each other. Yeah. And uh, Lattimore knocks the ball out of Thomas's hands. Yeah. And Glenn gets up into Thomas's face and kind of claps at him. Yeah. And he says, not on, not on this defense. No. And look, they, again, they were kind of chirping at each other. You know, and obviously I do think if you hire him, I don't know if Dennis Alley will again – other jobs got to be. It would be pretty tough for him, I guess, to, to stay. Um, but I think there's a relationship there. I'll be honest with you. The, the more I think about it, I I could see that happening. I really, I really could. I really could. Um, he has a lot of respect of the players, and especially on that defense. And it's, you know, that younger Jen and just his energy. And I'm just, you know, and again, it's not anything against Dennis at, at all. Um, you, if you've ever spoken to, you know what we'll do tomorrow or Friday for next, we'll maybe go back and try to find some, some Aaron Glenn pressers here that he had. I just, I, I just, I clearly remember when he first got to New Orleans. I remember telling you, Brian, you know, Marlon, John, where we all did our training camp coverage. I'm like, that guy is a walking head coach. There's no doubt. And you saw it, you know, I mean, Became a defensive coordinator, and you know he interviewed for the Broncos' job there as well. So recently this week, so um, but it doesn't look like he's getting that job. And you wonder again if, if I, I I'm a, I I think I'd be completely happy if I'm a Saints fan. Either of those two coming um, to the team, my opinion. Anyway, uh, Jordan, I know you're you're busy. You're trying to get us some surprise guests as well. And we got the phone lines ringing, so we'll hit the break, and we'll come and get your opinions. Sounds good? Sounds good, Gus. All right, Jordan, we'll talk tomorrow, bud. Sounds good. There he goes. Jordan, the intern, I'll take a quick break, and I'll come back to those phone lines when we return on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. The new year is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade-in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. People of Louisiana, Caesar is on the way. Yes, the Caesar Sportsbook app is launching in Louisiana very soon. Get ready to bet on all the sports you love right from the palm of your hand. Sign up now using code Radio New, one word, and you'll get three hundred dollars in bonus cash to wager with as soon as Caesar's is live. Louisiana only must be twenty-one. Permit pending at Harris, New Orleans, Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Horseshoe Lake Charles. Not available in prohibited parishes. Paid in bet credits. See Caesars.com/promos for full terms. Gambling problem? Call one eight seven 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 zero. Stop. Caesar Sportsbook. Soon, people. Soon. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516, or online at reedsmetals.com. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. 
State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. But what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. Pelicans falling at Philly last night, 117-107. Put up a solid effort, actually led most of that game. Didn't play with Brandon Ingram. Didn't play with... uh Devontae Graham, Valanchunas had a day off due to rest, and Josh Hart, also an ankle injury. So Graham, Hart, Ingram, ankle injuries, Valanchunas rest. Those four don't play, and they still had a chance to win in that game. We'll talk a little bit more about that game and coming up, obviously, on Friday when the Pels take on the Nuggets. Saturday On Sunday, it's hosting the Celtics, a little revenge game there. And then next week, Monday, Tuesday, another set of back-to-backs. They got a ton of games here in a little amount of time at Cleveland at Detroit on Monday and Tuesday. Joe, thank you for calling the Sports Hangover. What you got for us today, bud? Hello. Hey, Joe. You hear me? How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, look what I was calling about, man. Uh, a, couple, a call ago, it was like an hour or so ago, that said that um, I kind of agree with him. I think Sean leaving is probably around about three years a little bit too late. Okay. I mean, I thank him for what he did and for the culture that he's brought to the, you know, to the city and to the region. And the culture is still in place, so it it would only make sense for them to uh, elevate Dennis Allen to that position and possibly bring back Joe Brady to help Pete Carmichael with the offense, man. And I think we're set. Elevate um the either the defensive back coach or the the assistant head coach, um you know from last season to defensive coordinator. I think we'll be fine. We don't need Aaron Glenn. No. So you th- of the two, you're you're good with Dennis elevating him, and yeah, Dennis as head coach okay. bring back Joe Brady to help mm-hmm. out Pete Carmichael on the offense. You know, here's and my thing. Um, Here, here's my thing with Joe. Um, I just I, I never got a vibe from the rest of that staff when they spoke of him as it's somebody that they feel would be very intricate to bring back or was with them, and again. Not saying uh-huh. he didn't, and not saying he couldn't, and there's no denying, quote-unquote, his impact over there at LSU. I do think, and, and even people that have covered the team out there, people kind of overlook and dismiss Ensminger's say in that as well, and coaching experience in there. It was maybe ideas and philosophies or plays that, you know, maybe help that. I, I, just, I, I just look at some of the things that I've heard and some of the, the ways he was spoken about and the fact they got fired in Carolina. You know, now granted, I don't know right. if Rule knows what's going on, but um how much of that was he allowed to do his offense? You know, I have to imagine, especially after you, you go and try to decide it's it's Darnold. I mean, they tried for five different quarterbacks, you know, I so I, I don't know, man. I mean I, I just I think that well, well, Gus, it's well, going to be. Well, I guess what I'm saying Brady. is, it's going to be Carmichael as the OC and Carmichael as the OC. They're not going to bring in two OCs. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to bring in right Joe right. Brady to be the passing coordinator or, or something of that nature. Right. Okay, and that's and that's fine. I just mm-hmm. want the what's what's in place to to remain in place. Sure. Because the culture is already set, so you don't want to disturb the culture. I mean, he's he's laid down it, you know, laid it down. So we're already set. We just only need just a couple of pieces and, um, you know, a couple of guys elevated, and we're, we're set. We're set. If you bring out outside stuff, then that's, like, going to disturb the whole thing, okay. and we'll be, like, starting over, really. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're definitely – I'm putting you down for somebody that says, hey, try to keep as much cohesiveness as you possibly can, right? I mean, and I, look, it makes sense when you look at – you know, the amount of players that are still here as well with some of that staff, you know, and that's why, again, maybe that's why they're looking at a guy like Aaron Glenn and, and, um, 
and, and obviously interviewing, you know, Dennis Allen. So, yeah, I see it, man. Thank you, Jay. Right, because you, 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 you don't want to start over. Okay, yeah. Man, no, I hear you. I don't think it, yeah, I don't know if it's starting over as well, even if you bring in an outside voice of influence. And I, and I think maybe that's why you have a legit search, even though you have an idea, right? Maybe to even hear Joe um, outside opinions or minds. Like, you know, say I bring you in, Joe, and, and you're not on this staff, and I bring you in in the interview, and I'm going to ask you, okay, so what would you do with our team? How do you see our situation? You know, others say we're over the cap. How would, what do you think? I mean, what, when you look at our roster, what's your vision? What do you see? And, and maybe even just as an interview process, you get that and that kind of leads you to maybe help you make a decision with who on your staff you elevate. So, well, I agree, man. I mean, this season's gonna, this all season's gonna be kind of interesting. I tell you that, man. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot. That's for sure, man. Thank you, bud. All right, appreciate sure. it. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. If you want to chime into the conversation, as uh, see the lines continue to keep ringing. Lots of people have opinions, obviously, of where the Saints go moving forward as well and what Sean and the rest of this team sort of meant to them as well. So keep them coming. We'll definitely be going to your phone calls here. As soon as they pop up on my screen, I can come to you. In the meantime, uh, we'll we'll go in and out of bites and your phone calls here as well. Here's Sean Payton on how the 2018 season ended. Yeah, no, that was a hard that was a hard way to end the season. Um, no, but that was – no, I think we felt like <clears> – <throat> In all of these years, they, they run together, you know. Look, we've won more games in the last five years than any team in the NFL except the Chiefs. And I'm proud of that. And unless your name is Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, all of us are running after the next one and the next one. And Andy is wanting to get this next one. And Sean is wanting to get his first one. Kyle's wanting to get his first one. And it's it's challenging and difficult and chasing it because here's the thing, and I think the hardest thing about the 18th season is your game away. You get more excited for the players and the coaches on your team that have never been, they don't understand. And I recall saying this a number of times. I don't know what you think it's like to be in a Super Bowl and win it. So picture that question posed to a player or for that matter, any matter, anyone in here as part of the organization. And then I want you to times it by a hundred thousand. <laughs> That's how good it is. There it is. Head coach Sean Payton will continue a little bit more on that bite. Uh, it's three minutes long, but you can hear him saying it. Yeah, as much as you can imagine it, Randy, as we welcome you to the conversation, it's even better. And it's harder. And you wonder, Randy, coming so close in the last couple of years and having just playoff heartbreak, whether it's the Minnesota Miracle and whatever, if it just just weighs on you, dude. Because I, I know we do, right? When we watch it and you go, man, you got to start all over now. you got to get back to the process of building and and trying to get your team together, it, it it it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it is, Gus. I mean, I agree. Just as being a fan, you know, I kind of got, you know, burnt out a little bit, you know, after all the playoff runs. But man, it, it, Sean Payton's gone. Man, that's kind of a hard pill to swallow. You know, I mean, it's it's still shocking. I mean, you know, the man's not going to be there forever, but. Man, that, that, that's that's hard. But um, I kind of think, you know, as I look past it a little bit, you know, the one consistent that I would say why why I do kind of trust that we will be all right is because we had Mickey Loomis. You know, Mickey Loomis was here before Sean was here. He hired Sean. And that's the kind of one thing I think about is how long is Mickey Loomis going to do this? Because... Right. I trust Mickey Loomis. You know, I trust him in the draft. I trust him with hiring a coach, mm-hmm. getting a staff together. <clears throat> but what was even more shocking was, you know, we we almost in the Super Bowl, we get the no call, and then a couple of days later, 
you know, he's on the phone with Jerry about to go to Dallas. And, you know, I think to myself, you know, all the rumors all those years, you know, they were true. You know, he really does want to go to Dallas. And I think he's going to end up in Dallas, and eventually the Saints are going to have to play him. And, I mean, yeah. that's going to be crazy seeing Sean on the it's other sideline, man. It's going to be tough. I, I understand that. Um, I'm kind of preparing myself for it. And it's not going to be this season. He did say yesterday he's not coaching. It's not where his heart is this season. And, and you kind of wonder where it's going to come, which is fine by me. Um, we're starting at two first-round picks, right? I mean, we're, <laughs> we're starting. Um but they have to give him compensation because even if he does come back out of retirement, they don't, they have his rights. So, um, you have to trade for him, whoever that is. I'm with you. I think more than likely it is that. And, but look, that's us speaking today. You know, it's interesting. I was watching the NFL network this morning and good morning football and they're talking, look, it'll be Dallas next year. McCarthy's long gone. I'm like, well, what if they win next year? I mean, what, you know, if he's essentially other than winning a Super Bowl, he's already done. You know, it's just, I, I, man, that's, that's a, that's an interesting situation to go into, man. But look, Randy, I, I, I think what you said when you first called is how a lot of people sort of feel, man, he, he's gone and it's, it's going to be an interesting transition. Uh, I think, you know, for a lot of people, you, you think you think you think Dennis Allen, him being a defensive-minded coach, mm-hmm. you think a defensive-minded coach can still win these days in this league? I, I do, I do. Um, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit more on that. And again, I, I think also it's also under seeing the fact that Aaron Glenn apparently is being requested to interview. So that's two right. defensive people right there so it kind of gives you an idea where the Saints sort of look at it and it makes sense that's where my team's strength is right now right it is I wouldn't mind Flores from Miami but I mean you know just because you're an uh, offensive guy he's I young. know but huh? man I, that, that whole situation how he dealt with Tua I don't care for I'll, I'll talk about that when I get back from breaks sports hangover alright guys yep thank you Randy I'm not the kind that needs to tell you just what CSX, a growing Fortune 500 logistics company, has immediate openings for freight train conductors. If you're looking for a rewarding career offering paid training at nearly $25 per hour, competitive benefits, and you share a passion for great service, apply today at CSX.com slash careers. That's CSX.com slash careers. CSX, committed to supporting military and veteran families and their communities. CSX is an equal opportunity employer. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. I want to tell you a secret everyone should know. Are you listening? When it comes to your body. The greatest gift you can give yourself is knowing your HIV status. Knowing your status allows you to live your life and stay healthy. So follow my lead. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And make HIV testing a part of your routine. It's fast, free, and confidential. Get tested today. You'll be glad you did. Visit cdc.gov forward slash doing it. Keyshawn, Jay Will. And Max. I'm not making excuses for Dak or anybody because I think we would be objective and honest about how we felt about something, especially if the body of work of that particular athlete didn't contradict what you hear in that moment when he is emotional. But typically after you lose a game like that where you feel a lot of pressure, right, from a lot of different ways, you just got the bag, your team is projected with the talent that you have to win the Super Bowl, you feel the pressure for your coach, Mike McCarthy, you feel the pressure for your owner, and Jerry Jones, you're emotional. Afterwards, though, when you start watching the tape, and you're at home up until 4 o'clock in the morning like, damn, and 14 penalties, that amount of 89 yards. You start finding the real reasons why you were in that position in the first place. And you go back like, all right, I didn't need to say that. You start looking in the mirror. Yeah, you start looking at things a little bit more objectively because the emotion is taken out of the equation. You can come back down to reality. TJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Can we talk Sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 
800 991 at ESPN Radio. If you'd like to chime into the conversation here as well, don't forget I'm hearing and seeing on social media and even Raphael talked to me about it this morning, Friday. Could be as soon as Friday. Mobile betting, mobile gambling will go live. It's been approved. They're just trying to tie up some loose ends and get things done. So there's a lot of places telling you to go there and use them. DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook, use the DraftKings Sportsbook app, put in the code LaRose, and once you sign up, it's the second step, by the way, when I ask you for a code. And once you sign up, you have $100 to your account. You can use it this weekend if it goes live. On the AFC and NFC Championship game, you can split, you know, however much you want by all four teams. You can put it all on one. No deposit required. So all you do is sign up. Once the process is finished, you look up in your account, 100 bucks to start out with just for doing it. But you have to do it before they go live. So make sure you go check that out. Thank you, Chris, for calling the Sports Hangover today, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it's, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure it out like everybody else is, you know? No, it, it is kind of a depressing day. Look, I, I get it. Look, Sean, 16 years, we got to appreciate that and uh, move on. But... I will say, you know, I, I, I maybe have, maybe I'm in the minority, but I have a different, uh, uh, opinion on, on the direction that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of hearing with the, with the Dennis Allen situation. Look, Dennis Allen, it seems like a pretty good coordinator. Uh, but, you know, we're talking about head coach. I mean, his history at that, at, at uh, for the Raiders isn't good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think he would be attractive. Certainly not for any offensive free agents that, or that that we may be looking for. Uh, beyond that, we don't know what his organizational, his motivational skills are. Uh, I don't think he's known for that. But beyond that, if you look at the remaining teams, you know, all four of these coaches are offensive coaches. Uh, that's the way to go now. That's the mm-hmm. route to go. And slapping uh, just someone from within up there because they're familiar with the system. Listen. This team is going to go through a, a drastic, you know, transformation, right? Uh, and mainly on offense. And so, I don't know what good a defensive coordinator is going to do for that, right? I mean, you know, well, well, let's look, we, need, let's, we need a new quarterback. We need, right. we need, we need well, Chris, let's look at it. You know, well, Chris, let's look at it by piece, right? Because of what okay. you're just saying. Um, because I, I do think, and look, you've seen the trend the last several years of going and get mm-hmm. the next sexiest. Offensive mind assistant to, to a point where it got almost ridiculous. Sean Payton himself, sure, saying you know the whole thing where he had very good candidates on his staff that didn't get looksies, yet people that got coffee for Sean McVay were getting head coaching jobs. So we see how that sort of panned out. Sure, um, sure. You know the the guy before Stefanski in Cleveland, he didn't last very long. From McAdoo to Joe Judge to some other, you know, younger, quote unquote, offensive minded guys that sort of do that. And you've heard me in the past, whether it's with Brady and a lot of these guys, one thing that separated Sean and even Shinahan, as, I, as I've talked about it, it's one thing to draw up a play and have theory. You have to understand your theory and the reasoning and principle behind it. When I was the sideline guy and I first started covering him when he got here in 06, we had way more access to practice, and you could really be around it a lot more. And the thing that stood out to me, Chris, and it's something I harp on all the time when I talk to other people, is him and Curtis Johnson, I mean, you would absolutely start the play over if your foot doesn't hit a landmark on a route. So if it's mm-hmm. a you know 10-yard route, 10-yard uh, out to the left, that right foot has to hit at yard 7, or if it's mm-hmm. not there, you're, we're doing the play over, and you're, and you're getting an earful. And the reasoning sure. behind it is, again, philosophy, but also what is the reasoning behind it? It's because your quarterback is now being trained and is going to be trained to throw two spots. There's a reason he was so mm-hmm. accurate and got rid of the football. He knew where to go. And I've brought this up this season when Brian Baldinger, Chris, brought up when Jameis Winston won the job. And he himself said, you look at Sean Payton's routes and his offense it has mm-hmm. built in success if you know where it's going so again here's a person that is an offensive mind understands offense but is also explaining hey you do this part of the tree you're this branch or that branch or that branch and the tree's going to grow so in other words 
he could explain that and understand that. I think a lot of these young coordinators are like, hey, let's put five receivers to the right and do two left when you've got to go a yard. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, I, I, it's I totally just silly. That. And, and so, I'm not suggesting someone new. No, I understand. Young, right, per 100%. I, I guess it's the longer way of me saying, Chris, that that's what we've sort of seen. And I guess yeah. as we kind of go through it right now when I look at the Saints roster, right, if I brought you in for an interview and I ask mm-hmm. you, where's my strength? Where's my strength mm-hmm. right now for the Saints? Yeah, I mean, it's on defense. And, right. and, 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 you know, that, that, I guess that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. like, you know, to, to have trust that Dennis Allen is going to be able to put that together with existing pieces, even Pete Carmichael, who, whom I'm sure mm-hmm. is a very good offensive coordinator. But I, I just think that, that, that attention to detail, we know it is an offensive league nowadays. And I'm not suggesting you go out and get someone young. And I don't know who we go get. I, I, all I'm saying is I think it's pretty convenient. To, to just say, hey, you know, let's let's elevate Dennis Allen. He coached the game last year and won. Uh, you know, I don't know that he has the, I mean, the motivational skills that that you know, and the and the position, you know, the, the attention to detail that Sean Payton has is almost unmatched. I'm not sure. I know we can't just duplicate him, but I don't know that Dennis Allen has any of that. And and, and since our issues right now are on offense. To go in with a defensive coach, I think, would be a massive mistake. That's just my personal opinion, but, right. you know, we'll see how it goes. I hope the best. And, look, if it's Dennis Allen, I'm still going to be a Saints fan, and I'm still going to pull for him. And, mm-hmm. and I know we have a great defense. Sure. And, you know, I, I think about the other things, like, you know, unfortunately, like the dreams that we had, and I know they were dreams, right, of Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson coming here. Or that's right. out the window, yeah. right? Because – they would have come here because of For Sean Payton, absolutely. You know, and so so any of those dreams are they're just out the window. I mean, we can we can hang that up. So that, that, all of it's unfortunate, but I understand Payton's tired. You know, so I get it. Yeah, I hear Chris, and I look at it from this perspective though. Um, you want somebody that that could organizationally handle a transition like this. Um, do you just knowing those people? To an extent mm-hmm. of just by covering them. I mean, because you've heard whether it's Sean and you're seeing it a little bit with Willie, right? As well with the Pels. Mm-hmm. It, it, this whole mm-hmm. family approach of can you get along, talk with one another and have that sort of respect? I, I think to sort of feel that, um, mm-hmm. with Dennis or even with Aaron. Again, I, I'm just, this was just my opinion watching that man coach in his first year here in New Orleans, and then listening to him as the seasons progressed in his last year with the Saints and that training camp presser, I was like, I remember looking at Jordan, I'm like, that dude's a head coach. Like, so, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I, I mean, did. again, because he has that energy and he has that understanding, mm-hmm. and again, he's the yeah. coordinator for Detroit, and you can say what you want about them, not you, just in general, right? People say that, yeah, you but look they, at like, the win-loss total, they that. played yeah. hard every yeah. game. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, they so, did. They um, did. I, I want to so say, I, I remember I guess, looking at one point, they were saying mm-hmm. that, the, 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 they went through like a seven-game stretch that, that they lost all the games, but yeah. they were like within two, two three, four points. Yeah, you know and that's so, what I'm they, saying, they Chris. And that's what I'm saying to that point. It's almost like this year. The Saints mm-hmm. were in games because of their defense and understood that. And you wonder, look, a good a good coach, a good manager, mm-hmm. it's going to be somebody like whether it's Dennis or Aaron, if they go the defensive route. Because I think it makes sense to go that route because that's where not only – is your talent right now, but maybe that's some a good chunk of your money going to be tied in. But, sure. You know, if you bring in Kate Marcus Williams, you know, you already have your corner set up for the next couple of years. So maybe you go that route and then you say, hey, look, now let's go find a young coach. Or, again, you have P. Carmichael, who's literally yeah. – I mean, if we're going to hire assistants because they bring coffee to a coach, why mm-hmm. wouldn't you give the offense to a man that literally – has been next to Sean Payton his entire no, time I, here. Makes sense. I agree. I yeah. agree. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Take Appreciate care, the phone call, man. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. You do here. Sports. sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. 800-998-1003. We'll be talking, obviously, a little bit more about this tomorrow. And uh, getting into... Pels, an important stretch here. Four games in what, five, six days, five days. Friday hosting Denver, Sunday hosting Boston, at Cleveland on Monday. And Detroit as well. I gotta look at that again. Um, 
Yeah, Denver Friday, Saturday, Boston, Monday, Cleveland, not Sunday. There we go. Monday, Cleveland, and Tuesday. But two back-to-backs with just one day of rest in there. So what, that's four games in five days. That's uh, that's a lot. So we'll get into that here. Uh, tough loss yesterday by the team. Again, as much as they could yesterday, not having a lot of their players. Nikhil Alexander-Walker what a, 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 a fantastic job, really, by the team being able to um, be competitive, to say the least. Here's um, Willie Green on seeing a bunch of guys play together in a starting lineup and put up a, a little bit more than just a fight. You know, it's just the diligent work um, that the coaching staff uh, does every day with the team. Uh, our film work, our execution processes in practice, and the guys understand how we want to play. Uh, we want low turnover games. You know, we'll have some because we're a team that believes in passing. Uh, and we want a high number of assists. And we did that tonight. 26 assists, eight, only eight turnovers with a, a pretty much a young group on the floor. Um, it's a credit to, to the guys. Uh, they, they're buying in their effort. And uh, we just got to continue to build. Yeah, again, look, the Pels played without Brandon Ingram, Devontae Graham, Josh Hart with ankle injuries. Valanchunas was given the day off for rest. Joel Embiid dropped 42. Tobias Harris, 33. Sadoransky, solid performance, 19 minutes, zero points. Garrett Temple, two. Uh, your starters, <laughs> Garrett Temple, Herbert Jones, Billy Hernan Gomez dropped 29 with 10 rebounds. That dude hadn't played since January 3rd because you're giving Jackson Hayes minutes. I, I just... I get it. Look, I'm glad Hayes is, is improving, getting better, but Hernan <laughs> Gomez, he doesn't play for weeks. Starts. 29 points, 10 rebounds. Alvarado had 11, and Akil Alexander-Warko had 31 in the game. Uh, Willie Green on Nas' performance. Akil was great. Um, number one, he, he took quality shots. If he didn't have them, he got off the ball. Got his teammates in, involved in the game, and he was just aggressive. And uh, you know he's capable of having nights like this, and we and we needed his scoring tonight. Indeed, as far as Nikhil Alexander Walker and how he felt uh, with that next man up situation again, started the season in the starting lineup, and, and it kind of found his niche and got better um, being a role player coming off of the bench. There's his next man up mentality. I think it was just next man up mentality. Um, Tate says it before every game as well. Uh, just being ready. Um, we all give each other confidence as well, so that helps. And uh, we rise to the occasion together. One Ingram Midget giving us a buzz here on the Sports Hangover. Sir, how are you this Wednesday afternoon? Boy, you talk about a rough stretch, huh, Gus? Lord have mercy. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a, I'm a glass is half full kind of guy. Okay. We lost Drew and and then Zion went down, and, and now Sean. And, but look, if you want to have something to feel good about, and I know the record does not indicate it, but I'm telling you, this Pelican team is a lot of fun to watch. Watch Willie Green. This guy is, is coaching his butt off. Absolutely amazing. Look at the growth of somebody mm-hmm. like Brandon Ingram, who now is starting to distribute the ball at a much higher clip and is being smarter with his shot selection. Look at, at Jonas and what he's doing in the little things. Yeah. And now Jackson, for some reason, he needs to sit on a bench for 10 games to wake up, just like last year. But his game is developing, and Nikhil is developing. New Orleans, it's rough right now, but you have something, something that's growing. And if the stars align, we have a coach, a real Right. Coach. Mm-hmm. We just have to be patient and, and, and enjoy this product because the, the Pelicans are fun to watch. Last night, no one thought we had a chance, and we played them at, what, four minutes left before the game started to kind of yeah. lose traction and with nobody. with no, You were playing. Weren't you playing? I thought you were at the small forward position. Dude, like, um, the nobody. Pelicans the Pelicans had, what, 58 points? It was 58-50. That an eight-point lead at halftime. I mean, I – you know, I mean, it's crazy. Nine guys, nine guys. We, we, we played a basketball <laughs> game with nine guys. Yeah. And, and, and guys that hadn't played since early January. And so that's all I had, Gus. I, I, it's been a rough go. And, and just a, for people just kind of open their eyes a little bit and say, you know, we have another sports franchise. And, and things are actually looking up. 
Um, they, they, they're playing good team basketball. Yeah. So that's it. No, I'm with you. And look at this, man. Um, what angry midget? Guess what? I know we, we touched on it at the beginning of the show. We'll, we'll touch on it a little bit more tomorrow. Maybe there's news tomorrow. Um, I can't imagine a man that literally hadn't posted in weeks, months. All of a sudden, Zion on his Instagram story posts a picture of him bringing the ball up the court in a Pelicans uniform. I mean, so uh, we're doing we're, we're watching the, the, the social media. Thing no, now. but that, no, okay. we haven't been. That's what I'm saying. Because if you go to it, you can go to his Instagram. You can go to his Twitter. Like he hadn't posted anything, so that's why it's like. Ooh, I wonder what this means. Because again, tomorrow, I'm almost positive. I'll double check by tomorrow, but off the top of my head, Look. I'm almost positive tomorrow is the four to six week mark, and it's week it's week six on a Thursday because we we counted Thursdays when the news came out, and, and I'm almost positive that's tomorrow. So I wonder if we maybe get some news tomorrow of hey, he's coming back to the team to continue his workouts, he's closer, he's been amped up, or they're ramping him up. Because I said, I'll give you an extra three weeks to the All-Star break to get in shape and get ready to go. And then I want him ready to go February 25th, which is the first game out of the All-Star break, which is Sunday the 20th. The first game is the 25th on a Friday. So I, I'm, I'm just wondering, I don't know. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, out of nowhere, the man puts up a photo of him bringing the ball up the court. Just wonder. Whatever the the best way... I, I can frame the Zion situation. And, look, I hope Zion makes the debut. I hope he's amazing. I hope he breaks every record known to man and he retires a pellet. But the best way I can frame the Zion situation is like a grown man believing in the tooth fairy. So you get your tooth knocked out, and you have to deal with that pain, and you have to deal with a dentist bill. And just for giggles, you put it under your pillow. And one day you wake up and you hope there's some money under your pillow. Is there going to be money under your pillow? Probably not, but you keep looking. That's the best way I can think of, of, of framing Zion at this point. I wish the best, but I, I, just, I like right. the team we have, and, and I think we add to the team we have with or without Zion, and we're going to get better. 100%. So, I agree with I you. Got, I agree with you, man. I hear you, dude. Uh, one Angry Ridge, appreciate it, man. You wrap up the show today. Appreciate everybody's um, input in it as well. Buddy, Jordan, thanks for your help. I promise we got a bunch of – uh, guests lined up over the next couple of days, former Saints players and <clears throat> other special guests, perhaps. So definitely tune in tomorrow. Got some confirmations already. We'll start promoting that soon. It'll be a fun show tomorrow. We'll start turning our attention to the future, really, where it goes. Um, again, still kind of in shock a little bit about it, but it's what it is, right? As Sean Payton used to always say. You've been listening to the Sports Hangover. Up next, it's Matt Muscone. And after further review, on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Your new Ford dealership in LaFouche Parish is Calvin Braxton Ford. You may need your vehicle serviced, but you don't want to drive too far. Get ready for some good news. The Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is now open. 